It's pretty cool to have a conversation with an experienced attorney who also happens to be a YouTuber with over 105,000 subscribers on his channel with over 2.3 million video views. The fact that he is 81 years old adds to this story. My guest, Jackie K. Cooper, is a well-known film critic and book reviewer who not only is a local TV and radio personality, newspaper columnist, and author, but he's also contributed for years for nationally known Rotten Tomatoes and the Huffington Post. Books and movies arrive in his mailbox or inbox on a regular basis with authors and screenwriters and producers asking for a review. He is a reviewing machine. You will learn that some are very happy with his reviews, while others are not happy campers. But either way, not too shabby for a young man who was born in 1941. If you're thinking about reading a good book or even spending a couple of hours of your time watching a movie, I'm about to hook you up. Jackie will even explain what goes into reviewing movies and books and what he is looking for. Oh, I almost forgot. He is also a master storyteller, and you're about to hear a few of those. How does a senior adult have all these young followers on YouTube when most people his age don't even know how to spell the word? Well, you're about to find out. Put your earbuds in, pull up a chair, and sit a spell. Viewing life from a hearse, it could be worse. Laugh, think, and cry with the country undertaker. This is Bruce Goddard, and you're listening to the View from a Hearse podcast. I've got a special guest, Jackie K. Cooper. He is a TV personality and movie critic, I think a book critic. You've heard a lot about him already. Jackie, thank you for doing this. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bruce, and I'm so happy to be on your show. You know, I was looking at your YouTube channel this morning. You have 105,000 subscribers, and you're. Let's, I think I'll go ahead and say this because I'm kind of an older guy too. You're 81 years old. You'll be 82 in September, and you don't see many people your age with that kind of social media presence and social media following. How in the world did that come about? How'd you get on the social media piece? This is a great story. I, I mean, in my opinion, it is. But I used to have a show on ComSouth, the local cable channel here in, in my part of middle Georgia. And it was on for maybe eight or nine years. Jackie K. Cooper show did movie reviews, book reviews, all that stuff. And uh, when that came to an end, I th thought, well, I'm just going to post some of my movie reviews on YouTube. Which I did. And I had built myself up to 136 subscribers. And I was so proud of myself. I thought, my gosh, 136 people follow me and look at my stuff. That's just amazing. Three and a half years ago, in, back in March, uh, three years ago, before next year, I was sitting in my house and my son... Sean came in and he said, turn on your uh, computer. I got to show you something. And I said, what? And he said, no, just turn it on. I got to show you. I got to show you. And so I turned on the computer, Bruce, and we went to my YouTube page and the subscriber count was turning over like an odometer. It was just going, you know, 137, And Sean said, my gosh, Dad, what's going on? And if this keeps happening, he said, you're going to have 2,000 by morning. Well, by morning, I had 25,000. <laughs> and by the next day, I had 40-something thousand. And it finally topped out at 150-plus thousand. And I had no idea what had happened. And so we, I did a little bit of investigating, and this is what's so amazing. There was a 16-year-old kid 
in Boston, Massachusetts named Maxwell. He didn't know me from Adam, but I later talked to him. We're still friends to this day. And he said he was just going through YouTube one time, and he noticed this old guy <laughs> who was doing movie reviews. I love and it. I love it. Isn't it amazing? Oh, yeah, I love it. And he said, I just decided that you deserve more subscribers than that. So he went on something called subreddit and gave a shout out. And somebody on subreddit went on Reddit and gave a shout out. And then somebody went to a guy named PewDiePie, who I have no <laughs> idea, but he's supposedly got like 8 million subscribers. And he gave me a shout out. And that's where I got my subscribers for. And it's come down. I've got 105,000 plus now. But is that not like the yeah. most amazing thing you ever heard? So the other thing I saw in the analytics, you've had 2.3 million views. 2.3 yeah. million. I mean, that's touching a heck of a lot of people. It is, I'm telling you, social media, is. there's a lot bad to it, but there's a lot good to it for you to – be able to do that and as i've seen things like this i mean i've seen things i've posted not to get that many but just one little clip the right person picks it up and all of a sudden it goes viral that's what was happening with you and uh it gets to be a lot of fun doesn't it it doesn't you know it was so funny because the television stations picked up the newspapers picked it up and the headline the tagline on everything was and i had never made an issue of my age I guess. <laughs> but it the tagline the headline was 77 year old goes viral <laughs> <laughs> that was four years that's amazing that's a great story and it's it's, it's, I, it's the power of social media i can tell you most people 81 years old and most people my age are afraid of this it's like a snake you know i don't want anything to do with that to see you utilizing it and having a lot of fun and educating people about movies and books and the stuff you're doing is, uh, it's gotta be fulfilling. I know you're having a blast doing this. I am. I am. And I will tell you, I, you know, I hear so much negative about social media, you know, uh, but everything with my experience has been positive. Right. You know, I have, I get the most, you know, I get the, I feel like you're my grandfather telling me about the movies. Right. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, sitting on the porch with you, listening to you talk about the movies. I mean, everything is positive. Right. Well, it's because you're you're presenting a positive message, and it's it's nothing controversial about it. There's a lot of people out there with different kind of messages, and it goes crazy. But uh, you've got a positive message. You're a positive person. Jackie, you started off, you were a lawyer, right? From South Carolina. Talk about that. Talk about being a lawyer and moving into what you're doing. This, again, is, is a crazy story, but maybe y'all can relate to this. But when I was a junior in high school, uh, the most formidable teacher in our school was Miss Sheely, the English teacher. She taught junior and senior English. And one day, I'm just in class, and... Miss Sheely says, Jackie, when class is over, please come by my desk. This was on a Friday. I remember it well. And I went by her desk and she said, uh, I understand you're going to college. And I said, yes, ma'am, I plan to. And this was a big thing because none of my father or mother's right. outside of the family had gone to college. And I said, yes, ma'am, I plan to. And she said, well, what are you going to study? And I said, oh, I don't know, Miss Sheely. And she said, Jackie. You're a junior in high school, and you're going to college. You need to decide. <laughs> so on Monday, when our class is over, I want you to come by my desk and tell me what you're going to study in college. Wow. And I went home and promptly forgot all about it. <laughs> and on Sunday night, my best friend, Tommy Sublet, came over to my house, and he said to me, what are you going to tell Miss Sheely tomorrow? And I said, about what? He said, about what you're going to study in college. He said, you know she's not going to forget it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to tell her? And I looked up, and we were watching Perry Mason with Raymond Burr. <laughs> and I said, that looks good. 
And he said, yeah. So the next day, I went to class, and Ms. Sheely said, Jackie, stop by my desk. And I did. She said, have you made a decision? I said, yes, ma'am, I'm going to be a lawyer. And she said, that is wonderful. That is just fantastic. You will make a wonderful lawyer. This, this is such good news. Well, Bruce, what I didn't know was shortly thereafter, she picked up the phone and called my parents and said, I am thrilled that Jackie is going to be a lawyer. And they were like, huh? <laughs> that night. They didn't know a thing had, about it, right? Not a thing. But that night we had steak for dinner. We never had steak for dinner. But they were so excited about my, our, our son, the lawyer. And Bruce, I went all the way through college, all the way through law school, never, ever thinking I wanted to be a lawyer. I told somebody, I said, it's too bad I wasn't watching Bonanza, and then I could have been a cowboy. <laughs> but I just, you know, I just, when I did, I was never a happy lawyer. I, I practiced law for probably 15, 10 or 15 years. Uh, I worked for the government as a lawyer, and then I switched over into personnel and <laughs> never looked back. But uh, you actually graduated from the University of South Carolina Law School, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And was admitted uh -huh. to the bar in, in in South Carolina. But you know, that I was I was never a happy lawyer. I was always thinking, mm, I want to do something else. You know, you, you can't <laughs> help but think or wonder about how many people are just walking through life unhappy because they they made a decision and never got out of that rut that they never wanted to do that to begin with, right? I, t I told both my sons, I have two boys, I said, if you decide on the day before you graduate that you are in the wrong field, I said, let me know and we will work it out and move to something else. Yeah, absolutely. But I had, I had one who's, who loves sports and he's the head of Baseball America now and another one who went into the ministry. So there was never any confusion right. about them they didn't watch a tv show and get persuaded i don't think well, i think one of the the strongest message from your story period really from your life is you're getting to do what you love i see you on the videos you're having fun and you're loving life and you're 81 years old you got a passion for what you're doing not everybody's that fortunate jack i know I, you know, I, I was, I've told somebody, you know, at one time or the other, I said, all I wanted to do was, you know, make enough money to provide for my family, you know, uh, not have to worry about things, you know, be married, be happy, have children, you know, serve God in some way. Right. And everything, all this stuff that just happened to me, which... I fell into this stuff, Bruce. It was not a big major plan, you know, like, oh, I think I'll do this. I Most think of I'll, us do. You I'll, just you just take the do the next right thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but everything everything about my life outside of, you know, faith, family, et cetera, is whipped cream and cherry on the top. Amazing. What a story. What a it's, story. It is. It really is. Uh the message is you don't have to be miserable throughout life. Find your passion, right? <laughs> and and the other thing is take a risk. Absolutely. Yeah. I I remember uh, Bobby Branch used to be the owner editor editor of the House and Home Journal, and he he came to me and he said, "I want you to write a column." And I said, "About what?" He said, "Anything you want to." And I said, well, Bobby, you know, I need a hint, you know, about what you want. And he said, no, he said, I just, I've seen some little things you've written. And he said, I want you to just become a columnist for the paper. <laughs> I thought, my gosh, what am I going to do? And he said, well, what do you like to do? And I said, I like to go to the movies. And he said, write about the movies. And so I started a column back 50 something years ago in the, house and home journal called that's entertainment and i talked about movies and then one day he came to me and he said you know your column's really popular he said i want you to write another one 
And I said, another one? He said, yes. He said, what else do you like to do besides go to the movies? And I said, I like to read. And he said, great, write it, do a column about books. And so we did a column called Novel Ideas. So it was just, you know, the opportunities just happened. And you just got to jump out there and go with it. Folks, we're talking to Jackie K. Cooper. He's a lot of things. He He's worn a lot of hats, starting as a lawyer in South Carolina. He's a columnist, a movie critic. We're going to talk about his movie critic career. He's authored eight books, a new one coming out. We're going to talk about that. He's had a fun life, and he's still going strong. I got to ask you, Jackie, how'd you end up in Perry from South Carolina when you were you worked as a lawyer for a while, but you ended up middle Georgia. How did that happen? Well, when I got out of law school, I immediately went. This was during the final days of Vietnam, and uh, I joined the Air Force. I thought, I'm going to see the world, and I was sent to Robbins Air Force Base. In that will do it. Yep. <laughs> and I, was, I started out in the – they didn't have an opening in the JAG office – and so I was for two years, I was an OSI agent, Office of Special Investigations for the Air Force. And I was really getting on the edge. It was going to be my turn to be sent to Vietnam. You know, the, the guy who'd come in right ahead of me, he got his orders and I thought, this is it. I'm going to go to Vietnam. And then right after that, I got a call and they said, we have an opening in the JAG office. Would you like to transfer from OSI into the JAG office, which was what I had wanted to do all along. And so I transferred and became a you know, judge, judge advocate for the Air Force for another two years. Left there and went to work for Hardy's Food Systems, the Hardy re- restaurant. Wow. That you I was a real estate attorney there, went all over the country you know, making up contracts to purchase land for Hardee's and then got got a call and said there was an o- opening for a civilian attorney at Robbins Air Force Base. And I had worked with, you know, the legal office there. And so I came back as a civilian attorney and worked at Robbins Air Force Base and then eventually switched over to personnel and, and then retired from the Air Force. Wow. So, but that was how I came back. That ended back in right. Robbins. The Robbins Air Force Base is about twelve miles from Perry, so it's both in the same county. So, oh yes, yeah, that's they're right here next to each other. Just so people know, I mean, you're a recognized film critic. So, talk about that. Talk about how you got into that, and then I want to ask you some questions about what in the world you're looking for. You know. Well, it was it was the funniest thing because I started out at Channel 13, which was a CBS affiliate in Macon, Georgia. They they, they did a morning show, and I was I was working. I was doing personnel work for the base, but my office was in Macon, and so Channel 13 got in touch with me. And they said we'd like for you to come on and review movies, you know, once a week. You know, we're on from six till eight or something like that. This morning show they have Liz Jarvis, who right. a lot of people know in this area. Yep. And so I would go in on Friday morning and do a live movie review for Channel 13. I remember seeing that, yeah. And also at the same time, and I'm going to give him credit, Kenny Burgundy. You know Kenny? I, I have met him, yes. I, I, I have met him. Kenny was at. at AM, AM FM radio, WMAZ, and they asked me to do a radio show on the radio from 12 to 2, it was live, call in, and Kenny Bergamy was my producer, and then Kenny went on to have his own morning radio show, and he would have me on that to give new reviews. And so it kept just burgeoning out. And then Channel, I think the Fox station contacted me and said, hey, we'd like you to do two movie reviews a week for us. And I, so I left Channel 13, went to Channel 24 or whatever it was. Hit, I was probably part of every TV station in Macon and ended up at Channel 41 up until after I retired from the government and, and everything. But it just 
it just spread out and it was like all of a sudden you know me who again just thought it was great fun to do all this stuff i started getting invitations from the studios to you know we'd like to fly you out to los angeles and we're going to let you in interview uh all the people in such and such movie and you know, I, I had no idea that was even a part of it. So I was hobnobbing with all these people. I, I, I never forget that Disney called me, the Disney rep called me one day, and she said, uh, Jackie, uh, how's your schedule for, and she gave me the dates, and I said, fine. And she said, well, we've got a movie coming out called Pearl Harbor, Ben Affleck. Right. And, and she said, and so we want you to, come out for the press junket and i said great i haven't been to los angeles and you know wow i'm looking forward to that and she said no 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 it's not los angeles and i said new york i haven't been to new york in a while that's cool gosh that'd be great no it's not new york disney world maybe <laughs> disney world no not disney world and i said hey those are the three main places i you know and she said no we want you to go to pearl harbor <laughs> And they flew me and my wife to Hawaii. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I I got to interview all the stars. You know, it's just an amazing thing. But can you imagine that, Bruce? Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, again, you know, I'm like, you know, how you do? I'm Jackie Cooper. You know, oh, you got the name of the movie star. You know, that type of thing. One of the highlights, though, they had the premiere of the movie Pearl Harbor on a battleship in Pearl Harbor. And they had a red carpet going up to the lift or elevator that took you up to the top deck. And we're interviewing all these people. And, you know, Alec Baldwin, Ben Affleck, they came up to me and they said, uh, we have a celebrity who wasn't planning on doing any interviews. But she said she would talk to you. And I'm like, what? And I said, okay. And they said, okay, you know, give, give them about 15 minutes and I'll come get you and, and you can come talk to her. But she, don't say anything because she's not talking to anybody else. I thought this is the craziest thing I ever heard. <laughs> it was Faith Hill who oh, wow. sang the theme song for Pearl Harbor. Oh, wow. In my dreams, And she said, I heard you talking. And she said, I thought with that voice, I can trust him. <laughs> so I'm the only one who got an interview with Faith Hill because I had a Southern accent. So I got to ask you, how many movies do you go to? When do you have time? To, do you watch them at home? Do you go to theaters at both? Just talk about a little bit of how you watch movies. And then I want to ask you, what are you looking for to critique it? They send me so many movies now because okay. of COVID. They got in the habit of sending screener links. They used to send me the sometimes the CDs of the movie, you know, or whatever. But now I still go out to the movies a couple of times a week. Uh, and, but I, I review five movies a week. Wow. <laughs> you know, different things, you know, that they send me, and you know, combination. When you get the movie, have you got so much time to get back to them? Because I'm sure they're looking for your review of it, right? Well, they they do, and you know, they'll a lot of times they'll say, you know, when they send me the link, it'll say this film is embargoed until June first because they don't want any reviews coming out ahead of the fact of when the right, when the movie's coming out. So you have to abide by the embargoes, right? And then you, I. I have to send them the link to my YouTube review, you know, to, to verify. And I love watching movies. I've always loved watching movies. But what I look for is I look to be entertained. Right. You know, and that can be a drama. It can be a comedy. It can be a musical. It can be whatever. 
I just want to appreciate and enjoy the experience. And I score on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, one being the worst. And it is, it is a sad thing. On Rotten Tomatoes, in order to be fresh, you have to have a score of six or above. So anything five and under is rotten. And I have had, I have had people get really angry with me. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I bet you do. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember this one guy, he he had just begged me to review his movie. And so I reviewed it and I gave it a five, which is rotten. And he called me, he wrote me, he almost offered his firstborn child if I would change that five to a six. And I told him, I said, you know, I can't do that. You know, I've made my estimation. You know, there were some good things. I stated what the good points were, but it just didn't, in my view. And I said, look, everybody's a critic. Everybody's a critic. Everybody has to write their opinion. I said, but my view that it was not, you know, above average. And he was not happy. But, but I've had I've had people you know call me up and you know, authors and say, uh, did you read my book? Yes. Did you like it? Yes. You know, what did you think? And I'll say, oh, this was good. This was good. This was good. But I didn't like such and such and such and such. And they said, well, don't put that part in. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. You get you get what you ask for. I mean, if I if I fudge my review, then you can't trust me. Right. You know. And that's why I you have reviews. You, some of them are great, some of them are not. You know, it's just Right. And and you know, it's just a it's, you know, it's just my opinion. I didn't you know, I didn't study movies in college, you know, I was pre law. But it's just my opinion that I have gleaned over the years and my experience of what I watch and and you know, what what's best about it but i just i just thought of another story i'm going to tell you bruce if you don't mind but we're talking about how funny things happen but probably 20 years ago i was sitting in my office and i had a guy who booked me for speaking engagements and i guess you could call him my agent but he booked me for speaking engagements and phone rang and it was it was his name was porter poodle he's still alive porter poodle porter poodle poodle porter Porter, P-O-R-T-E-R, Pool, P-O-O-L-E. Oh, pool. Okay. I got you. But anyway, I pick up the phone. And he says, "Yeah, this is Porter." He said, "I have got great news for you. You're not gonna believe this." And I said, "Okay, Porter, let me have it. What's what's happening?" He said, "The Huffington Post wants you to write reviews for them." And I said, "Porter, that's the funniest thing I ever heard in my life." And he said, what do you mean? And I said, the Huffington Post is not going to call some little critic down in Perry, Georgia, and want them to write reviews. He said, yeah, they did. They told us, told me that they did. They, they, they want to, you know, they want to hire you to, to write reviews. And I said, Porter, that's funny. I said, but believe me there's somebody on the other end of that phone call just getting ready to laugh their head off and he said they gave me a number they gave me a number for you to call i said porter i am not calling anybody i said that is just somebody's pulling a huge prank and they think it's funny and he said they sounded so good i said yeah they would i'm I'm sure they sold you a bill of goods and made it sound good and he said, so you're not going to call him? And I said, no, I'm not going to call him. You know, and I thought, this is just too funny for words. And he said, well, I'm going to call him. And I said, okay, you can do what you want to, but I'm not calling him. Well, maybe five, ten minutes goes by, and phone rings, and he said, Jackie, it's Porter. He said, they are legitimate. As a favor to me, just call. If you can dispute it and disprove it, then that's fine. So I hang up and I call and they say Huffington Post and I said oh this is Jackie Cooper I, I was told y'all were trying to get in touch oh yes Mr. Cooper oh we're so glad you called back we're so glad to talk to you and I said uh 
my name is Jackie K. Cooper. And they said, okay. And I said, I think you've got the wrong person. And they said, uh, really? And I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. I said, you're probably trying to, you know, there's somebody else you're trying to get in touch with. And I said, but it's not me. The guy said, well, is your website www.jackiekcooper.com? And I said, yeah. And he said, and are you a Rotten Tomatoes critic? And I said, yeah. He said, yep, we're the one we want. <laughs> and I said, this, this is wild. And I said, uh, have you ever read anything I wrote? And he said, well, he said, I got copies of as many reviews as I could before we called you. And he said, why? And I said, well, y'all are a little bit liberal, and I'm a little bit conservative. <laughs> and he said, we're trying to find a balance. He said, we want to have both. And he said, you're the one. And I wrote for them, Bruce, for probably 10 years. Well, good for and, them. Good for them. Most good people out there won't get a balance, right? Uh, but what was so great was I, I reviewed faith-based films that would never have made their way into the Huffington Post. They never changed a word. They never told me, no, 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 we don't want you doing that. They left me. I had complete autonomy as to what I did. Wow. Is that a, that yeah. is just me, just unbelievable. So you've watched a lot of movies in your life, haven't you? I, I have. Your horizons have been expanded just in the movie-watching business i mean my goodness you've watched it so you you know the actors the actresses you you get to know all about a lot of people don't you i do i do and you know i there's a movie coming out bruce that i want you to see it comes out june 9th and i'm hoping it's going to hit our area but it's called mending the line l-i-n-e mending the line and it's about fly fishing <laughs> doesn't sound like anything too exciting there but they sent it to me last year. They sent me a screener link, and they asked if I would take a look at it. Well, I love the movie. I just it made my top ten for the year. But it, they couldn't get a distributor. So they had this movie. They were you know, submitting it to different festivals and all this sort of stuff. And I got to be friends with the director and cinematographer and different things. And so a few months ago, the director texted me and he said you can't you aren't gonna believe this we got a distributor and we're gonna be in you know in movie theaters starting june 9th and i was so thrilled for him to to do it and then about three weeks ago uh he sent me the trailer you know the advertisement right. for, for the movie right and and i'm sitting there and, and, you know, and he said, he said, make sure you watch the entire trailer. That's all he said. So I'm sitting there and it's showing scenes from the movie and, it, you know, et cetera. And then like they do in films, you got flashes, the words flash up, you know, uh, a movie about, you know, faith and hope and film society, blah, blah, blah. And then you watch a little bit more and it said uh, a way, a, a tale of redemption and renewal or something like that. It had a you know, something, somebody who's film critic. And then it goes a little bit, and then it says, one of the best movies I've seen this year, Jackie K. <laughs> You're in the trailer. <laughs> I'm in the trailer, Bruce. <laughs> and you didn't know yeah. it till you saw it, till they seen it didn't to you, know, right? and, and, and I wrote him and I said, you surprised me. And he wrote back and he said, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> Yeah, that is great. But I, I, told, I did write to him. I said, I'm proud to have my name associated because I did love the movie that much. When, when you watch a movie, do you take notes or you just take it in and then? I take talk? it in and and I I have to concentrate. I mean, you know, I. Yeah, I don't know I how you would do it unless friend. you watch it more than once. It'd be hard to be writing down stuff during a movie. Yeah. But I've got friends who are film critics who take a little flashlight in with them and they have their notepad and they're sitting there. I can't do that. Yeah. That's not my style. So, so you're also a book critic, and yep. so now my next question is: How many books do you read a week or a month or whatever you? I do? do a book a week. So you read one book a week and watch five movies a week. Yep. And how do you determine which what book you're gonna 
read. They're sending them to you, obviously, because I see it on your YouTube channel. So talk about that. Yeah. Talk to my wife about how many books come in this house. (laughs) I probably get three to four books a week. I used to get more than that, but I've, I've gotten, now I get about three or four books a week and different authors will, you know, send me their books, you know, once they get started and I've made just fantastic uh, friends who are authors. Well, you're an author. I've written a couple of books that are little books, but uh, I don't know if you call me an author, but I have written a couple of books. Yeah. I knew it. You, you wrote the view from the hearse. Right. For which you're right. And then, and I, you wrote another one. Yeah. Called the legacy of Eulen Brown. Yep. Okay. I yep. knew there were two. Yeah. But you've, you've written what? Eight or seven. You've written seven <laughs> and got the eighth coming out or eight and got the ninth coming out. I know you've written a lot of books. The eighth book it will be out September 5th of this year. So I want to talk about that. When you read a book, are you a speed reader? Or do you read? I'm, I'm reading a book now, and I just kind of take my time reading it. But go through it pretty quick, or you take it all in slow? Or how do you go about doing that? I'm, I'm not a speed reader. Uh, you know, I can't just run my finger down the page. and. Uh, right. But I'm a fast reader. Okay. okay. And if I get... You know, I'm I'm a night owl. I like to stay up. I, you know, I do my my creative work at night. I watch my movies at night. I read books at night. And you know, I'm right now. I'm probably two, maybe three books ahead. Uh, I, you know, some are short, some are long, but I just you know go through them and, and absorb. What do you do if you're reading a book? I guess the same true with a movie, but probably more true with a book if you're reading it and you just think my gosh i can't this is not very good i can't it's not keeping my attention do you do you go ahead and finish the book and read it anyway and just plow through it yeah once i start i plow through it and you know i'm not you know somebody who wants to you know chop somebody into pieces i'm not that type of reviewer but i I spell out the good and the bad and then i give my overall opinion you know, but basically, you can find something in anything that is good. Right. It might be a 90-10, 90% bad, 10% good. But I'm going to mention that 10% good, but then I'm going to focus on the 90% that didn't do it for me. Right. So talk about your books. I know you wrote tons of newspaper columns, but talk about what your books have been about in general and let's really talk about your new book coming out. They're all memoirs, which, you know, people say, why do you have in your life to write about? I, the, the first book, you know, it was, it was really funny. I've had some great friends who, you know, inspired me. Uh, but back in the late 90s, you know, 95, 1995, somewhere around there. I had good friends who were authors, uh, particularly Jackie White. Another friend was Ed Williams, who wrote books. Right, I remember Ed Williams' books. Six Dead Dogs and Me. That's Ed Williams' book. But they kept saying, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And I'm like, that's crazy. You know, what what kind of book? And they said, you know, you, you, you write... In the newspaper, just, you know, you need to ex- expand on, on your life and, and stories in your life. And I said, I wouldn't even know where to start. Because at this time, I didn't have many connections in the book world. I was just reviewing books, but I, you know, I didn't have any you know, friends like I have now. But they said, okay, you know, and I called a friend out in California who was a movie critic like, like me. And he, he, I said, do you know anything about how you go about getting a book published? And he said, yes. He said, go to Barnes & Noble and get a book on publishers. And he said, in the back, there'll be a sex, you know, section of small publishers. And he said, just contact them. Tell them what your ideas are. So I did that. I went to Barnes & Noble. I got a book on publishing. I went to the back of the book and it had a list of small publishers. I picked one out in California, one in Texas, one in Minnesota, 
one in New York, and one in Florida. Five places, I thought, hit the country. And sat down. I didn't have a computer at this time. Sat down at a typewriter and typed out a letter, Dear Sir slash Madam, uh, I have some stories about the South. Would you be interested in publishing them? Sincerely, Jackie K. Cooper. Now, that's the worst letter you could possibly write. I didn't send a sample of my writing. I didn't mm-hmm. give any more detail than that. But two of them I never heard from. One came in and said, Dear Mr. Cooper, uh, thank you for your you know, for contacting us, but we don't think that your book is right for us. Good luck in the future, sincerely. And I thought, how do they know it's not right for them? They don't even know what it is, really. <laughs> but anyway, that was that. Then the second letter came in, and it said, Dear Sir slash Madam, uh, I have some stories about the South. And I thought, this is my letter. This is the letter I sent them. Why are they sending my letter back to me? And then I looked in the bottom right-hand corner, in big letters, they had written, no. Which I thought, was, I thought that was a little rude. But then the third letter comes in, and it's from a guy in Texas. And he said, dear Mr. Cooper, I am a small publisher. I only do 10 books a year. But, uh, and I already have my 10 books for this year, but if you are still looking for a publisher next year, contact me again so this was in like october by then i had a computer and at 1201 a.m on january 1st 1999 i sent him another letter and i said do you have your 10 books yet if not i would be interested you know in you publishing my book a southern collection of southern stories and he wrote back and said, send me three of your stories. And I sent those to him. This is the truth, Bruce. This, you know, it doesn't work this way usually, but they, so I sent him the stories and he wrote me back and said, uh, I am flying to Macon on, sometime in like March 12th. I will bring the contract with me these are the terms and blah 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 i want the manuscript by june 1st and we will plan to publish this fall wow now bruce the first thing is he was going to pay me to write the book i thought i was going to have to pay him to write the book (laughs) and so he flew in you know and we signed the contracts and I finished almost getting all my stories together. And in November of 1999, Journey of a Gentle Southern Man was published. And then, you know, it didn't make the New York Times bestseller list, but it it, it did good. And so a couple of years later, I contacted the guy and I said, you know, I've got some more stories about my life. Uh, What would you think about doing a second book? And he said, Jackie, I'm sorry. He said, I really believe in you. I've really just kept doing this. He said, I'm getting ready to retire. But he said, I'll give you the rights back to your book, you know, uh, but I'm going to retire. And I thought, well, that's it. One one book wonder. So a week later, I swear, a week later, I got a call from a lady in Atlanta, and she said, I just finished reading your book. I said, thank you. And she said, I have a small publishing company, and she said, have you ever thought about doing a second book? And I said, well, I have, and I have had it. And she said, okay, let's meet him. We met in Jonesboro at the Barnes & Noble there. And she came in, and she said, you know, she wanted to publish the book, blah, 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 blah. And she pulls out the contract. And the terms were even better than I had with the first publisher. (laughs) And she said, you know, we can sign the contract right here and now. And, you know, and I said, no, I'll need to go home, go back and let my people look at it. Well, I didn't have any people. And my wife's my people. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I thought it would be too obvious if I just grabbed it up. But 
I took it home here and I said, no, this looks great. And so I signed it, sent to her, and the next book was called Chances and Choices, and it came out, and it did pretty good. So I have two books. And so I called her after two years, and I said, I've still got some more stories. And she said, I, I was going to call you. I just declared bankruptcy. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm killing off publishers right and left. But, you know, I had two books. That was great. But my friends kept saying, you need to go to Mercer. You need to go to Mercer. You'd be perfect. Your books would be perfect for Mercer Press. And I thought, wait a minute. I've been operating on a really, you know, not nothing against the people who publish my books, but they were very small presses. And Mercer is a big press. Right. So I, they kept saying, no, no, no. So I made an appointment. I, Mark Jolly says I tell this story all the time, but Mark Jolly is the publisher. And I made an appointment with Mark. And I go in and I'm... My whole point is to convince him to reprint my first two books. And, and I remember over and over, I'd say, Mark, you know, they haven't sold to their capacity. There are people who really want these. And, you know, I just think it's be a really great you know, opportunity. And he was patient man, great man. He said, Jackie, Mercer does not reprint anything they didn't print originally. And I'd go into another spiel and do my little song and dance, and he'd say, Jackie, Mercer does not reprint anything they didn't print originally. He said that about three or four times. And I said, okay, thank you for your time. <laughs> and this, again, this is just how fate is. But about two weeks later, I get a phone call from Mark Jolly. And he said, Jackie, you were so busy trying to sell me those first two books you'd already written. You didn't say if you had anything new or not. And I said, well, yeah, I'm working on the third one. And he said, come in and let's talk about that. And so I went back to Mercer and I ended up, I signed a three book contract with them. And they also reprinted my first two books. And that this fall, they will publish my eighth. Isn't that fantastic? That's an unbelievable story. Who's your friend that I see on your YouTube channel the young lady yeah that's amber garrett and my son had been filming all my stuff and i'm not good with you know, doing all that stuff i'm not very computer literate or anything like that and so somebody told me about this young woman here in, in my town of perry who had graduated from college and had an internship in nashville but covid came along and canceled her and that meant she couldn't t take the internship the company wouldn't bring her in during COVID. so she really was not doing anything and so somebody told me about her and so i called her and i said how about you know would you be interested in doing filming this stuff for me and she oh yes yes and i said well why don't you come to see me and bring me something saying what you can do for my social media career right and she came in and i mean she had the resume and she had listings and you know she could get me on instagram she could get me on TikTok, she could get me another page on facebook i mean she just had it all lined up and she's great she's full of personality that is for sure we were filming one day and it was just me you know and i was talking about books or i was talking about movies or, or whatever and i said amber you know once you got the camera set up we're just recording why don't you come around and sit here at the table with me because i think it would be better if i'm talking to somebody rather than just talking to myself right and it was so funny bruce because everything i'd ask her about can you do instagram i can do that can you do Facebook, I can do that. Can you edit? Yeah, I can do that. Can you film? I can do that. And I said, Amber, just come around and be on camera with me. She said, I can't do that. <laughs> I said, what do you mean you can't do it? She said, I'm not. No, I'm not a person to be on camera. Jackie, tell people how they can find you and Amber and how they can find you on YouTube. Plug what you're doing a little bit. And I've got one final question for you. They can, they can go to YouTube slash Jackie K. Cooper, youtube.com slash Jackie K. Cooper. 
and find all my that's my whole page with my movie reviews etc and then amber and i are on that and then you can go uh jackie k cooper 77 on instagram and then it's at jackie k cooper on twitter so he's all over social media folks you look him up if you love movies if you're a reader and like books, you'll find books that you're going to be interested in reading. You'll find movies that you want to go watch. You may find some movies that you don't want to go watch and to save you a little money to, or a book that you don't want to read. But Jackie, I want to, I want to end this because we kind of began talking about this. You've been able to, in, the, in really in the fourth quarter of your life, just really all throughout your life, you've been able to follow your passion, but you're really – doing a lot of fun stuff for 81 year old guy that'll be 82 this year and hope they hope to keep on going yeah keep doing it what is your advice to listeners who are trying to figure out what they want to do in life you've got plenty of experience uh what's your advice to them because there's a lot of people listening to this trying to figure that out well my my first thing is anything is possible anything I mean, if you had sat me down when I was growing up in Florence, South Carolina, and said, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna review movies, you're gonna review books, you're gonna be authors, you're gonna be movie stars," you, I was said, "That's crazy." Yeah, you know, this I'm from a small town, South Carolina, probably would never hardly leave the state. Nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And then find what you love. Find what you love. You know it. It may sound bizarre to other people, uh, you know, but find what you love and pursue it. You know, you got to take care of your debts or whatever, but, you know, find something that, that you really have a passion about. And it can be as crazy as just loving to go to the movies. You don't get but one shot at this thing we call life, right? That's right. Jackie, you're a breath of fresh air. It has been wonderful having you on here. Thank you so much for talking to me. You're making a difference out there. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you could be one of the folks, one of the 2.3 million views of his uh, videos he's got on there. And so he's got a following. Jackie, thank you, my friend, so much. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. It's been a pleasure. Viewing life from a hearse, it could be worse. Laugh, think, and cry with the country undertaker.